welcome back to the Music Works Microcast, business and mindset tips for music professionals. I'm Katie Beardsworth, founder of Polyphony Arts, and I am dedicating today's business and mindset microcast to the musicians and artists in the Ukraine who are threatened by the current invasion of their country and who are fighting both culturally and personal for their existence and their identity. Too often, the arts are seen as a luxury, not a necessity. But time and time again, when hard times strike, and often in times such as war and oppression, it is the arts that people turn to for comfort and support. It is the arts that help people keep their resolve to fight and work for what is right. And it is often the arts where the most immediate outpouring of a people's spirit finds its highest expression. When war in Europe was declared in September 1939, the then director of the National Gallery, Kenneth Clark, feared what he called a cultural blackout following the commencement of hostilities. The pictures were moved from the gallery and put into safe storage and the gallery stood empty. Enter the renowned concert pianist Myra Hess, who also keenly feared the effects of blackouts and curfews on the cultural life of the city and the nation. She believed that the arts provided a powerful spiritual force and that in wartime they would play a greater role and prove even more essential than ever. So the lunchtime concerts at the National Gallery came into being. At the first performance, Myra Hess expected just a few friends and personal supporters to come, but a queue of over a thousand would-be concert goers formed in Trafalgar Square and she ended up playing to an audience of nearly 800. Kenneth Clark recalled the occasion with great emotion. The moment when she played the opening bars of Beethoven's Appassionata will always remain for me one of the great experiences of my life. It was an assurance that all our sufferings were not in vain. As Ukraine comes under increasingly heavy attack, so many theatres, concert halls and art galleries will fall silent and suffer damage, but the artistic community will always find a way to resist and give voice to the spirit of their people. Writing for The Guardian, Ukrainian artist Diana Berg said, I have always been an artist and an activist, and sometimes I'd laugh at my artist friends a little bit, thinking they are beautiful, very philosophical, but essentially toothless. It turns out not to be true. The last time I saw one of them, Andri, he was wearing high heels and glitter, modelling for this crazy and provocative fashion theatre of freak designer Mikhail Koptev. She goes on to describe how Andrew had gone to join the military struggle against the invading army. War kills people, good and bad. War kills doctors and teachers. War kills children and the old. War kills artists, musicians and writers. We only need to look at the legacy of the First World War poets to know that. But music can give people a voice in the face of war and terrible suffering. Think of Messiaen's Quartet for the End of Time, written and performed in the darkest imaginable place, a Nazi camp. Think of how much the singer Vera Lynn came to represent the voice of both the soldiers fighting around the world and those left at home who loved them. Ukrainians and their supporters have been singing their protest around the world, singing the Ukrainian national anthem outside embassies and government buildings and in public squares. Classic FM has reported on how they filmed Ukrainian baritone Yuri Yurchuk, who had recently sung Tosca at the Royal Opera House, singing his country's national anthem amid the protests, and how he told them that he sang for peace, and in support and solidarity for all Ukrainians. 
Dictators and tyrants have always tried to appropriate the arts to serve their cause, but Myra Hess and Yuri Yurchuk both knew that music is also a great force for peace and unity between nations. Dame Myra, as she became, was a Jewish musician under attack from a regime that had already declared its hostilities to all Jews and was now threatening her country. But her first programme contained music by two Germans, Bach and Beethoven. She knew, as we all know, that the arts bring people together. Artists seek to build bridges, not to destroy them. As we watch the events unfolding in Ukraine with great anxiety and concern, we think of the artists both there and around the world, including, of course, Russia itself, who are singing their resistance and striving to keep the light of culture and beauty alive through these dark times and into the light that must shine beyond. Thank you for listening.